0: and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torrey,
2: And I'm Danielle Moody.
1: And I went
2: into the
1: upside-down world this morning. I was watching the QAnon doc on HBO. And, you know, it's interesting because I I have to point the finger at myself because I have been railing on Twitter like, okay, media, enough with the deep dives into the crazy world of the right wing. And yet, even as I scream that, I will read the stories and I will watch the <laughs> documentary. And I got, I got stuff that I have to watch. I haven't watched the Falcon and the Winter Snowman Soldier yet. I haven't watched them yet. Right? I got. I haven't finished Free Meek Mill yet. And yet, I'm like, yo, this QAnon documentary is, and it and it, it, you feel sucked in. To this bizarro world where people are like 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 i'm laughing at them they're like full believers and i'm like laughing at them and their sanctimoniousness and their seriousness of like and then the q drop said this and this and this and that had to be true because trump two days later said such and such and at the same time this came from the DOD and the Pope and blah blah, 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 And I'm like, you fucking morons are like finding value and meaning in air. And you're a bunch of freaking, there's a couple in there. They sound like complete idiots, but they're like, we voted for Obama twice, but then we found out the truth and now we're in QAnon. And I'm like,
2: what, what was what was the truth that they found out? Well, just the notion that
1: uh, I mean, well, I mean, you know, the, this at the center of QAnon is the idea that the, the 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 leaders of the left, Hillary, Obama, Soros, Schumer, et cetera, are baby raping and eating and blood sucking um, people slash maniacs slash monsters. Who, like
2: literally? Yes, or yes, 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 figuratively? No, no,
1: no. Literally. Literally.
2: Oh, they literally eat babies.
1: Yes, yes. And drink their blood for the rejuvenative uh power of that. And they must be stopped. And Trump is the only one strong enough to stop them. And Q is uh some rogue government agent with Q level security clearance who's close to trump like literally and or figuratively close to trump and is giving us secret messages that are helping prepare us for the day when hundreds of indictments are unsealed and the police go en masse to arrest obama and hillary and soros etc 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 and set and free the children who are being uh, i mean you know and, and now
2: what is- say i'm just curious i'm just curious let Please. me let, let let me not go out on a limb of you know trying to make sense out of fuckery but <laughs> there there are actual children that are in cages that the trump administration put there are these people concerned about freeing the actual children or just the fictitional children that they believe it, are being eaten by the right
1: that is a of the left brilliant point that the QAnon followers are more interested in the fictional children being Correct. attacked and and killed and victimized than by Hillary and the group than the actual children who we have photographs of who are... Now, you know, the, the documentary does an excellent job at pointing out the idea that X group is satanic because they are they are eating or drinking the blood of children goes back thousands of years and this has been one of the key uh sort of myths uh lodged against jews lodged against powerful people who some group wanted to hate throughout time and it's like one of these sort of paralyzing things that they throw at you because if you're a a QAnon believer you're you're all in and those of us who are, are live in reality can say that's insane <laughs> and they say don't you care about the children i just care about the children we need to ask questions and because we need to save but, the children and what can you don't you care about children and what can you say but to there that? are
2: actual fucking children to care about like the thousands of undocumented children that are in facilities that were stripped from their parents that were still trying to reunite with them. There are millions of children in the United States currently that don't have any food, well, I, but these um, are the same. Like, I don't, like, I don't, I'm just so confused. Like, what about the children? Like, uh, oh, you just made me, I don't, like, don't you care about your mental health, Torrey? Why the fuck do you watch this stuff?
1: I was completely fascinated by the concept, by the weirdos, by understanding this bizarre conspiracy theory cult like just wackadoodle craziness and yeah i mean like when you talk about do i care about my mental health like yeah after watching this shit for like an hour and a half i was definitely like i feel like woozy i feel like confused i feel like a little like mentally just like deformed like it doesn't like affirm you or empower you or make you feel like stronger or better like you are taking uh a trip into the upside down and you know going through the looking glass and it doesn't leave you feeling like smarter you kind of laugh at these people except like when you think about like attacking the like one of the one of the people says that they're they're going to go into the the pizza parlor in D.C. right where Pizza Gate was supposedly happening right, and he's lying and saying I'm doing this to debunk this. When you see on all his communiques, he's like I'm going to prove that this is happening. But in the past and, and after the fact, he says I'm there, I was there to debunk it when he was not, and he's at the Did place. Did
2: somebody die?
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 Somebody. Get... And he and he's at the place. It must have been one of the managers is like, okay, I know this is a game to you, but I've gotten death threats. My staff has gotten death threats. Like, you have to leave. Like, we cannot, like, allow you to perpetuate this notion. So they knew that there was a serious problem. And then, like, yeah, some lunatic went further to save the children and ran up in there with a gun. And, um...
2: I swear to God, you know, all of America's problems come back to crazy fucking white men. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I and I use crazy not as a mental health like deterrent. Right. Into saying, like, let's not unpack why they are the way that they are. But if you just look at everything that is wrong, it comes back to white right wing Christian zealots who are also gun toting. Right? Like that's who these QAnon people are, that's who these oath keepers and the proud boys like they're all they're all woven from the same fucking thread.
1: I mean, Ugh. you know, I I see that when we have these mass shootings committed by angry young white men, we talk about mental health. We talk about gun safety. And at what point do we say, maybe we need to talk about why there are so many angry young
2: white men? I asked the question today, right? On Woke AF, my show. And, (laughs) (laughs) slight plug. And, you know, here's the thing. Just imagine, let's all just suspend reality for a minute and say that the last 10, 15, 20 mass shootings were done at the hands of Black men between the ages of Woo! 21 and 55. Can you imagine what would be being said about Black mothers, about brown mothers, and what it, how they are failing their sons? Can you imagine how we would be pathologizing what is happening in this community that is clearly troubled Right. But we never ask never once have we said, what the fuck is wrong with white mothers in America where you are raising these angry, violent white men? Right. And it's the same. I mean, like and, and I say that because I think that it is really important to understand that is what is the thread between all of these all of these killings that we have seen. There's only a few sprinklings that have not been at the hands of white men. A few.
1: More than 50% of the mass shootings since 1982 have been committed by white people.
2: From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked-about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold.
0: Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand-new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves, real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This show is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition.
2: The midterms are coming and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections.
1: We all know that our government is broken. Politicians spend more time working for themselves, their big donors, and their political party instead of for us.
2: We as Americans have had enough of the corruption, partisan bickering, and gridlock. Look, I get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out, but I'm here to tell you there's reason for hope. Our political system is broken now,
1: but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with... With Represent Us, a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs.
2: Right now until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting. And they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls.
1: Let's protect our elections now and for generations to
2: come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. Mm-hmm. But we never ask the question like and again, I'm not I'm not asking it as a way that I want to unpack. I want to empathize. No, no. I'm saying ask the question <laughs> in the same way that you would about any other fucking community and say, what is going on? I don't even want to white families with white people that you are raising such angry fucking rage-filled I, white men. I, I don't
1: want to lay it all on the doorstep of white women. And not that I want to stand up we for no, we them. Don't lay,
2: we don't lay enough on their doorstep. I know,
1: we I, don't, don't lay I enough there. want to particularly stand up for them, but I want to lay blame on why are so many white men who are young taking their anger, their mm-hmm. entitlement, their victimhood and mm-hmm. Saying I'm going to get a gun and lay waste to the school, the movie theater, the nightclub, what have you. W- why are so many of them? I mean, like I think there's a sense of entitlement, a sense of expectation, a sense of e- empowerment. Like I'm a white male. They may not even fully be able to to articulate this, but I'm a white male. I should be in the center of things. I should be powerful. I should be you know, having life go my way. And it's not. I'm depressed. I'm uh, I'm unhappy. I see things going d- other than the way I want it to go, which is the normal vicissitudes of life. Nobody has just smooth sailing. You have up years, you have down years. You know, you're supposed to keep it going through the down years and figure it out. But some of these folks are young. Maybe there's a chemical imbalance. Maybe there's an emotional imbalance in that I'm a white male. I should be, you know, up here and I'm not. And I'm because I feel such a sense of entitlement and empowerment. My response will be to get a gun and shoot a bunch of people because I'm so mad that my life is not matching my expectations.
2: You know, one of the other things, though, that we don't address with these killings that continue uh, and will not stop. It's not as if we have a function in Congress that is going to do anything about it. Mm. Um, uh, the thing that we don't address is the fact that a lot of this, too, is wrapped around misogyny. A lot of the victims yeah. are women, right? Yeah. Uh, in, in, these, in these mass killings, we don't talk about that. We just, again, talk about lone wolves and mental health and all of these things, but never once getting to the root of the rage, and your to your point about entitlement, it is right. It's the entitlement of it. It's the should I should have this? Not that I have had to work for this, but I should have these things given to me. I should be in this place because why? America has reflected back out to you that you are the golden child. If you are born white and male and straight, then that is your golden ticket, right? You are you are in Willy Wonka's factory, and everything is going to be at your fingertips. And then when it's not. You don't know what to do with yourself. And again, to me, as a former educator, um, I look at this and I say, how are we reinforcing this? How are parents reinforcing this? How is our public education system reinforcing to them that they should be in this place? And if they're not, then they should have the ability to take it out on everybody. When that officer, Sheriff Baker, responded in Atlanta and said, Well, Robert had a bad day. Right. Like Robert had a bad day and in Robert's bad day, he gets to take out eight women. That's said by an officer also who was wearing a China virus shirt on social media. And so when we look at these instances, we wonder why we never get to the heart of it because the people that are supposed to be doing the investigations and the analysis and the deep dives are too busy saying hot shit like that, right? Oh, this is their, this is, because they see themselves in, this, in these people and that should scare us even more is that they look at the Robert Aaron Longs and the Kyle Rittenhouses and the Dylan Roofs and they see, oh, you know, he was just a loner. He just needed a hug. You know he just had a bad day because they see themselves in it
1: they do, and that
2: should be they, that should be our biggest alarm.
1: They do see themselves and their wayward younger selves and their sons and their cousins and their nephews and I'm not saying I mean like a mass murderer should not be getting empathy from the police, however, it's stark that they are getting that empathy that sense of humanity Dylan Roof getting a burger on the way home to prison and yet black people who do far less are treated as if we have no humanity so where uh the 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 Atlanta shooter is said to have had a bad day Elijah McClain who did nothing and was officially not even a, not even accused of doing anything. They just said he's walking down the street in a very happy way. That's not a fucking crime. And he it was is if you're black. Killed by police. Uh you know, Jacob Blake shot in the back as he tried to break up a fight. He's not even suspected of something. I mean, you know, Tamir Rice, we go on and on. Uh, You know, and that that police in particular approach us with the expectation of a lack of humanity and treat us that way and come with the full force of I must dominate this person. And yet white people can shoot up the spa, shoot up the school, shoot up the movie theater and be arrested with dignity and taken to custody with pride, with dignity, with grace. How in the fuck does that happen, that you retain a sense of shared humanity with somebody who just shot up the school or the movie theater or the spa or the nightclub? Like, how do
2: you do that? Because you just justify white violence and rage or you ignore it, right? It's just a pop-off. He just had a bad day. This is seemingly not part of a larger problem. Right. That's what the media has us believe is that, oh, it's just it's just this guy. Right. Like, oh. And then when you bring out all of the cases and just four of them that you illuminated with regard to unarmed black people being murdered for just being black or being paralyzed having the audacity to try and de-escalate a situation that police officers refuse to de-escalate by turning your back and walking away. Somehow walking away makes you also a threat. So what we see here is that when we bring up these parallels, white people, let me tell you something. This guy on Twitter this week tried to come for me Mm-mm. and say, oh. Well, look at, look at Danielle making everything about white supremacy. Well, the next shooter, he's a Muslim. So what are you going to say then? And I said, what is it about you? What is so fucking broken in you that you need to look for some, some way to absolve what your soul, yourself about how destructive fucking whiteness is that you need to point to the one person and say, oh, so he's a Muslim. What, what? Okay, and what? And the last 15 were not. And what? Do you want to talk about Christianity now? Hmm? <laughs> like I, I just I don't I don't understand. What I what I see is this visceral deflection that white people must have in order to avoid looking at their reflection, in order to avoid looking in the mirror and doing a deep. And what I realize is that you can we will never change as a country because there is a refusal to just bear witness and acknowledge the reality of what is.
1: I've seen that same refusal to discuss reality in my Twitter this week. And one of the prime things that folks want to say when I'm out here saying the problem is young white male rage. And they want to say, what about Chicago? as if that's some gotcha now the facts of the matter are chicago per capita is not top 20 uh, most violent cities in america and chicago over the last few years has a annual homicide rate that is about half of what it was 20 years ago and with the exception of like last year the homicide rate has slid directly downward in Chicago, mm-hmm. criminologists want you to compare a city to itself over time, not to other cities. There's too many factors that get in the way when you compare one city to another. But Chicago to itself over ten years, 20 year 30 year period, has gone downward. It is safer. That is a success story, but mm-hmm. it, but Chicago has been a right wing meme. For decades, going back to the 80s, which is meant to sig- signify that black people are violent, that gun control laws don't work, right? Both of those things. Now, you, all of you who mentioned Chicago, do not give a fuck about Chicago. You don't care about the black people there. You don't care about the violence that does happen there. None of that shit matters to you. You want to deflect away from talking about white male anger and violence if you cared about chicago and violence then maybe you would say maybe we need to have gun safety laws because the fact of the matter is that more guns do not make us safer they make us less safe and chicago is one example of that america is an example
2: of that yeah your tweet that you had earlier this week with regard to voting and guns and i'm saying to myself you have motherfuckers rolling out 250 some odd voter suppression laws for fake voter fraud, right? For a, for a lie. The reality of gun violence though, gets us a fucking goose egg, gets us zero legislation. A lie about fraudulence in our voting system gets you 253. But reality of actual bodies piling up in this country gets you nothing. And that's America in a nutshell. Like we live, I, I, you know, you said before QAnon, you're talking about the rabbit hole or going through the mirror or living in the matrix. America is the fucking matrix. Like we make policies about shit that doesn't actually exist. But the shit that is killing us, we do nothing about. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. 26 kids mowed down in Newtown. Congress didn't move. 26 six-year-olds and seven-year-olds riddled with fucking bullets. We did nothing.
1: They were white children.
2: White and wealthy. And we did nothing. That was the day. That was the day when America said, we're good.
1: This has to happen.
0: We have to... and candidates in states with razor thin margins. Listen to Build the Change Now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues occasional mass shootings thats it's like if you work in the restaurant industry they talk about slippage there's a certain amount of food that's going to be stolen by the staff or thrown out because a customer didn't like the way you cooked it or what have you we just we write that into the bottom a slippage it just have and a mass murder in America is just slippage it just happens every once in a while we're going to lose 5 10 15 people in at a moment because Oh, we got to have the second amendment. We got to have the uh, and and the second amendment is not challenged by saying, "Hey guys, we're not going to have AR-15s anymore. We're not going to have you running around with guns that allow you to fire a lot of bullets very quickly." That doesn't change then, your, your ability to do But what would Ted yourself. Cruz
2: cook his bacon on, Torre? If you took away the AR-15s, what would Ted how would Ted Cruz cook his bacon? Right. Like how, how okay. would, how would you Ryan hungry. manage anything? Like, I don't, I don't get it.
1: What up, y'all? It's Torrey, and on my podcast, Torrey Show, I interview successful black rappers, actors, writers, politicians, all sort of people to talk about what powered their rise, how they built their success, and what their superpower is. Through our conversations, you'll learn about how you can achieve your goals. Listen to Torrey Show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere podcasts are streamed. And go further and become a member of our community on Patreon, where you'll get exclusive episodes. The, the issue is larger also than just young white male rage. Because we saw a story in the New York Times this week uh, that noted that Black Lives Matter protests across the country last year, reviewers found police consistently responding with far more violence than was necessary. To peaceful protests across the country it wasn't just a new york problem or a buffalo problem or a colorado problem or an la problem it was or an
2: oregon problem or yeah
1: it was nationwide that they were repressive aggressive and oppressive toward us as we stood up for black lives matter police respond to critique of police brutality with police brutality um, and yet, when folks came to raid the Capitol, I mean, like, there's a video. There's a piece of video in the in the QAnon doc where the 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 crazy shaman with the bear, the bear horns and and uh-huh. bear pelt and
2: who's the getting fucking or, or, snowflake or, vegan
1: organic food in prison. He's uh-huh. walking into the chamber of Congress. And there's a cop just Mm -hmm. moseying along a couple feet behind him, not saying I need to do whatever I can do to protect this secure area, pull out my weapon, wrestle this guy down, like attack hit, Like, no, we're just marching through Congress together. This area is really sacred, you guys. So please don't put your feet on the desks. Like.
2: But that makes sense when you start to look at the other reports that came out this week that show us that of the 300 arrests that were made, 42 of them are of active or retired cops and military. So there's that and the list of who they are and who's been suspended, who's lost their pension is just and I wonder to myself, I'm like, did they bring their badges to this rally that turned into an insurrection and overthrow of the government did they flash them to their friends which is why they got a college tour of the capitol building as opposed to being treated like treasonous insurrectionist mobs mm. hmm possible right like these people they are in every aspect of our lives they are the police officers they are the uh Elected officials that are given fist pumps. Like it's not just the young rage filled man. Who, you know, who else is Josh Hawley, right? Josh Hawley is the buttoned up suit wearing version of the fucking QAnon shaman.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What is the difference between these people? There is none. Some of them are more palpable and are passing with their fucking crazy because they know how to work the system, but they're the same.
1: Let's just note that there is no lunatic left-wing conspiracy theory gripped group. There is no QAnon left-wing analog. I I would think, I would hope, I would expect that you and I would be like, oh, no, no, not in our house. Like, fuck that shit. We are not going for that. But the left is very much about reality. Facts, (laughs) Facts, right. <laughs> logic, history, science, media. And the right, mm-hmm. it's very much about rejecting those things. And as soon as you have a world that is rejecting of those things, then other knowledge will rush in to fill the void. And mm-hmm. they they we don't both live in our own bubbles. They live no. in a bubble that is detached from reality. There is mm-hmm. nothing that I believe. That you believe, as a progressive, where there is a community of experts going, that's not true. Nearly everything that the right holds dear, all their major ideas, the experts are saying, that's not true about the election, about voting, about immigration, about Climate, climate change about so many th- about the nature about wearing masks and the vaccine about the nature of being gay about the nature of being trans so many things and why we are we are it's like we're trapped in a room with a group of mm-hmm. people who are like mm-hmm. i don't believe that oxygen is necessary for humanity to survive I'm like
2: or what? in gravity what I are mean, you fucking but, like, talking
1: like, about
2: but that's the thing is that like this war on facts has been being waged for twenty and thirty years by Republicans. This is not new shit. this is just reoriented for social media. but these are the same people who made up stories and lies about welfare queens who injected drugs and violence into black and brown communities to justify incarceration and the advent of private prisons like. These are people who have manufactured crises in order to justify their cruelty. And so when you try and and then want to tell us that because we are studied and educated, that we are elite and disconnected from real America. When they started a war on academics, right, that's what you do in authoritarian and fascist regimes is that you go after the professors and the thinkers and the innovators. Why? Because they are the ones with the big ideas that challenge your bullshit. The right's been doing that for decades. So then of course we get to a place where fact isn't fact, it's alternate fact, where up is and where up is down and down is up, right? Where you want to you want to have full conversation about Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head, <laughs> but people are being mulled down in the streets and don't have money to put food on their table because that's what you want to occupy your time in Congress with. Right? (laughs) Like, America is so fucked, it's exhausting.
1: No, the right is so worthless and painfully worthless and just...
2: Painfully, that's good. Painfully worthless. They are, they are. Yeah, because what, like, and we keep... What did Schumer say this week? about the filibuster. Let's put some things on the floor and give them a chance. Give them a chance. How many fucking times do Republicans have to show you who they are? How many fucking times do they have to let you know they don't care about legislation? They don't care about policy. They don't care about bettering the lives of the American people. But yeah, let us see what in this country right now we're going to get 60 votes on. We couldn't get 60 votes for a stimulus package. We couldn't get 60. We couldn't even get all of Congress to back a congressional gold medal for the police officers that risked their life to defend them from an insurrection they caused. We couldn't get all of the folks to vote for that. I need a break. We all need a break from America. And we need like a I need a year sabbatical away from this place. I don't know where to go. I don't know where I to mean, go. I mean, you can't, you can't escape
1: America. It is the lone superpower. It has a reach. What around is super the about code. it? No, I'm not saying it's super. Like it's great. America is not. I, I look when it, folks want to say America is the greatest country in the world. It is definitely not. But that Kudos, is not. But that is not a relevant question. That does not matter. America versus the other countries in the world does not matter. The important question is, is America as great as it could be? And the answer is absolutely not, not even close Mm-mm. But I don't think that you can leave America and escape the impact of America. Uh, you know, like like america America's mistakes, its problems, its troubles bleed into the rest of the world in a way that no other countries mm-hmm. does. Um,
2: That's on God. Neil
1: deGrasse Tyson had a brilliant little TikTok the other day where he said, you know, some states uh, uh, require you to wear a mask and some states do not. And this is like having a pool where there is a designated area where you can pee. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like
2: American
1: lunacy, American... Voraciousness, American violence, all these sort of things, rapaciousness, that, that it has an impact on the whole globe. Yeah. My God, did you see the video of the white woman from Queens in a bakery with her three black children?
2: No, but I saw your tweet about it. It blew my mind.
1: She was not wearing a mask. She refused mm-hmm. to wear a mask. She's in a bakery. She's at the checkout. She's trying to order a, a muffin or a bagel. And the black guy behind the counter is like, I'm not serving you without a mask. And none of the kids have masks. She doesn't have a mask. And the security guard is like, you have to go. And she said to the man, you're a bitch ass nigger. And like all the people around her were like, <gasps> and she like, yeah, I said it. He's a nigger. I'll say whatever the fuck I want to say. What are you going to do? And I'm like, you have three black children and you're out here unrepentantly calling a black man a nigger. I mean, what did you teach your children today when you did that? She said she hears it all the time within her family. Now, I'm sure that the black men in her family do not think that it was okay for her to just roam the streets, calling other black men niggers in anger. I'm I, 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 the entitlement. I mean, she and taught she taught her kids. A,
2: she taught her kids a couple of things. She taught her kids one that apparently you don't need to follow the law and wear a mask, right? She taught them blatant ignorance and disrespect. Um, She taught them that because of their skin color, anyone can talk to them and treat them any fucking type of way that white people can say whatever they want to them. She thinks like a lot of white people who have black grandchildren or black kids, that somehow that absolves them of their racism because, oh, I laid down and I got what I, I got a bunch of kids. I had sex with somebody of a different race. And so all of a sudden that means that I'm not a racist. No, it doesn't. Right. And so, you know, when I see people like that, like, you know, I, I wish that CPS would come and take their fucking kids. Um, I wish that, you know, the security guard would have called the police in, right? Um, because she was breaking New York state law and shouldn't have been, first of all, that security guard shouldn't have allowed them into the fucking store in the first place. Because you're not supposed to be able to go into stores without a mask. And if you're a security guard, the fuck were you doing eating a bagel or a donut? Um, <laughs> Why is he going to be eating a donut?
0: Because he's in a bakery.
2: He was in a bakery. Um, you know, I, I just, it, it. you know, we think that because of our proximity to black or brown people or our relationship with them, then that means that you are somehow not racist. Of course. And that is one of the biggest misconceptions, I believe, about racism in this country. We're going to have a whole country (laughs) filled with little tan and beige and brown (laughs) babies and their parents can still be fucking racist. When
1: you and I, I mean, like within this moment, we're talking about a microaggression. She said a mean thing to a specific black person. When you and I are talking about racism, we're really Mm -hmm. talking about white supremacy, white privilege, and the systems that perpetuate difference and bias. You can be super nice and smiley to all the black people in your life who work for you, who clean your house, who drive your car, et cetera, and still be perpetuating difference because you are living the 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 benefits of white privilege you don't have to be mean you don't have to be archie bunker you don't have to be using the n-word to be racist you can be maintaining and perpetuating uh white supremacy right that's what racism is right and like yeah you may do this without meaning to when your parents who have some money because their parents were able to buy a home because they were able to get a loan from the government, which yep. al- which black people were not allowed to get. And when they're able to give you some money to start a business, you are perpetuating white privilege. Are you uh-huh. being mean? No, you could be really nice and smiley. You could say, "I'm going to hire some black people." I'm going to have you know, or you might say, "I would love to hire black people, but I don't know any." Because you're sticking within your network. That's not actively racist, but if you're not going outside of your network to try to find black people and being aware of like, huh, if I don't work to find some black people and I am perpetuating the system, that's racist. You may be nice and smiley to your black girlfriend, but I just don't know any black architects, so we didn't hire any. Like, find some. Make it part of your mission to find some and i i am not talking about charity and affirmative action no. i'm talking about being inclusive find some and make it being your mission being inclusive
2: and expansive right move outside of your networks move outside of who you know right and you know you bring up so, i mean there were so many good points in what you just said with regard to like the benefits of white privilege right the benefit of your family having money to be able to offer to you to put down on your first home, to put down on your business, to help you with building your wealth in your twenties, right? Like, and then looking at the rest of us, like, well, I guess your parents just didn't love you enough or care about you or have their shit together. And it's like, no, you can go back in my lineage and see who the fuck was denied loans that could have built wealth, denied housing, denied all of those things, right? Like, (sighs) Exhausting. <laughs> Thank
1: you for listening to Democracy-Ish. I'm Tore.
2: And I'm Danielle Moody.
1: Do you feel better or do you feel worse?
2: I don't even know how do I feel. You know, I just we just gotta keep breathing. Somebody <laughs> tweeted out the other day and they were just like, Danielle, you don't even say pray about it anymore. And I said, I don't want to lie to you. <laughs> so keep hanging on to keep hang on, folks.
1: Hanging on.